Welcome to All American Gunslingers, featuring Ubaldi Reports. Hey, this is John with Ubaldi Reports, the one podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether nationally or internationally. And today, as always, I have my co-host with me is Joe Bitts, combat marine who served in Iraq, was unfortunately wounded there, but he's doing really well, recovered pretty nicely. And unfortunately, we don't have my other co-host, Ray Krause. He has some... uh, a business he's taking care of, but we're going to talk about an issue that it seems to be big in the in the news lately, or at least people are thinking about it, is Biden's America. And we're just going to say how Joe Biden looks at America and is America in decline? Well, do you even think he's in control of what's going on or does he have any say of what his administration is doing? At this point, I'm not really sure because every time he gives a press conference, he always talks. He always gives pre ask pre prescribed reporters questions, mm-hmm. and then every now and then he'll flub up. Well, these are what they told me to to ask. These are the questions they told me to ask, and these are the reporters they've told me to ask. And what about like the press secretary kind of saying that you know maybe the economy is worse off than it really is, but our president's just trying to be positive and making it go into a positive direction. Did you hear any about that? Today? I haven't heard that, but. The, the crux of this whole thing is Biden's America or Biden presiding over declining America mm-hmm. is because when he went to um, Ireland just last week, and this was more of a, of a vacation, more than a business trip, even though he met with the Irish president and he talked about some issues regarding Brexit and the uh, Good Friday Agreement, which was an agreement between the Protestants and the Catholics. But... You look at what's going on around the world. You have China during that period was surrounding, doing military exercises that surrounded Taiwan. You see the the continued Russia invasion of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That we don't know where when that's going to end. You see Iran making noise in the Middle East. You see China and Brazil signing trade agreements. We're now. Brazil. We're going to be an oil shortage here soon. Yeah, we're going to be an oil shortage. But at that point, you have Brazil and China doing a trade agreement. Now, China is Brazil's greatest trading partner, with the United States being second. You have our longtime ally, France. President um, Macron met with President Xi in China, and he wants to distance the uh, the, Fr- the France, and he wants maybe the EU mm-hmm. to distance themselves from the United States and maybe decouple from the U.S. dollars being the reserve currency. So remember when President Biden got elected, he was seen as the, and he was proclaimed by the uh, the media being the most seasoned foreign policy president we've seen in generations, hearkening probably back to the Truman administration, yeah. if not the Eisenhower administration. And because he had all those years of experience in Washington, he spent many years as either chairman or the ranking member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. But then if you look around the world, we're in the prepices of a war with Russia. We could be any time now. Depends how things uh, uh, play out. A war with China over Taiwan. Doesn't he have any kind of relations with China where he can kind of just kind of stifle this or kind of uh, kind of level it off a little bit i mean he said he was going to be the toughest president on china apparently that's not true because they already found two police pre well two we have police precincts and what they're used for chinese police precincts yeah, I, don't know what, what, I don't know i have no idea it's, what that is what they're doing is they're spying they're trying to keep tabs on chinese nationals 
and they're making if they make any statements that goes contrary to what China are and, and basically the capital Beijing wants. So they've been just found out, and I guess they were, some of these people are arrested now. Remember during the campaign. Joe Biden championed that he criticized Donald Trump for his trade deals and his relationship with China. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to hold China accountable for the pandemic. I'm going to f- get a team and we're going into Wuhan. Well, since that time, he hasn't um, sent a team. He's never mentioned the coronavirus or the origins of the coronavirus. And it's interesting that Joe Biden and the Democrats are trying to do everything they can to find out because the House of Representatives, now controlled by the Republicans, are trying to get to the origins of the coronavirus. Yeah. Now, you have the Energy Department, which controls all our national laboratories, and the FBI director saying, more than likely, the origin of the coronavirus was not from a wet market, was a lab leak that was in- intentionally done. It just probably just got away from them, and they just never said anything to the world. Let's take a more domestic issues. We're having a problem with immigration still. Uh, it keeps on getting pushed off on the Trump administration, where Trump was a lot tougher on border and border protection. So where are we going with that? Well, you have the Homeland Security to, um, Director. He was on, spoke in front of it or testified in front of the Senate yesterday. And then he was testifying in front of the House today, and he basically blamed the Trump administration, especially when it came to separation of children from their parents. But mm-hmm. anybody who's in law enforcement knows if you commit an illegal act, they're definitely going to separate your children from the parents. Yeah. But if you're under the Biden administration, you have children that are sent to the four corners of the United States, and they've can't account for, I think, over 40% of the children. They don't know where they went or what they're doing or who took who who had custody of these children. Yeah, so potentially it could be human trafficking. Could be human trafficking. A lot of them are in these sweatshops. And these are the corporations got to be held accountable for that one. Mm-hmm. But this is all predicated on Joe Biden's policies. Now, they keep saying the border is secure, but if you go back to the numbers, in 2020, there was 450,000 illegal immigrants crossed the U.S. southern border. Yeah. 2021, it was just slightly below 2 million. Last year for 2022 was 2.3 million. We just surpassed 1 million about a, two months ago, back in February. And that so you're close to 6 million illegals if you count the, the gotaways and those that they can't catch mm-hmm. or they didn't apprehend. So – we're doing the bidding of the cartels. Once they come to the United States, then we're paying. So we're doing the bidding of the cartels. Now, I work at a law enforcement supply company, and we deal with federal, state, and local law enforcement officials. Mm-hmm. I spoke to many of the local, of the federal law enforcement, and one of them was um, he's a member of the DEA. Yeah. And what he said is, right now, the president of Mexico, if we're involved in doing anything about arresting a cartel member or surveilling a cartel member, we must let the president of Mexico know. And then what they do, they let the person who's being surveilled know. Okay. So the cooperation <laughs> is flat done. There is no cooperation yeah. between the Mexican and American governments. And now you're seeing, when I, I always ask this question to these law enforcement officials, What's the drug that you're dealing with? And a lot of it, they've been saying, bar none, is fentanyl. Fentanyl is pouring across the U.S. southern border. So going back to the issue of 
is America in decline? And is Joe Biden presiding over an American decline? We see nothing happening on the border. Mm-hmm. We see the economy not doing uh, hardly well at all. And if you listen to some of the business experts, and one of them was Elon Musk saying that right now, in the by the end of summer and the fall, a lot of the mortgages, excuse me, the, the leases on the commercial side mm-hmm. for office space are coming due, and many of them are held. Eighty percent are held by, which I didn't know this till I met till I read about it is held by small and medium banks. Okay. So if they default or they're going to pull out of their leases, that's going to have a ripple effect throughout the economy. At the same time, we're having rising gas prices, food prices haven't come down, utility costs haven't come down. So this was supposed to be the most experienced U.S. president that we've seen in generations. And look at all the things we've, we've had. We had an un, a wide-open border. Two years after it was secure, we took from, we went from energy independence to energy dependence, mm-hmm. and now the president is pushing this very um, strict um, anti-fossil fuel at the expense of um, ramping up the um, EPA standards on electric vehicles. But we don't produce or mine the lithium, the cobalt, and the zinc. Mm-hmm. That's China. China <laughs> controls well over 50% of the um, the components that go into the electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. So what would they do if we're solely dependent on electric vehicles? They could blackmail the United States. Yeah. So we're seeing all this, and he alienated our allies, especially like today there was the special reconstruction, excuse me, special inspector general of afghan reconstruction they were very critical of the biden administration saying you guys talked about you were going to let the allies know you didn't you were talking about you were going to let those that allies you know afghans who helped us out that will take care of you you didn't Mm -hmm. you said you were going to not leave one american behind you left hundreds if not well over a thousand americans behind yeah um, I want to kind of more touch with more domestic stuff, but like, what does it what does it say for this administration that they would be more inclined to invite the Memphis Three, uh, the three um, Tennessee senators? Or, oh yeah, you're talking the ones that yeah, were kicked out or that almost like pretty much the uh, they caused an insurrection. Correct. Prior, he invited those three to the White House, but not the family members of the Sladen children of the Nashville shooters. Yeah, of the uh, yeah of Nashville. That question was asked by Fox's Peter Ducey to um, the White House press secretary uh, Jean. um, I can never remember her name. Well, anyway, the press secretary, and she said. We don't. I don't have information regarding that. Mm-hmm. It is kind of telling because it just. It, I think what it does is this president highlights everything's about race or a diversity, equity, and inclusion. Everything has a woke agenda. Everything's about race, mm-hmm. and this was strictly about race. Now they mentioned why two of the ones who were kicked out, but the third one wasn't. The third one being the white female, because she didn't. Used the bull, the bullhorn. She didn't do exactly what these other ones, other two did. Yeah. But the thing is, when they use race, which is very polarizing. Yeah. And the reason, and it's interesting about the the Nashville shooter. 
How come today we still don't have the manifesto? The manifesto they had, they had the sue. They had actually they're suing to get the manifesto released from the FBI. But see, the, uh, but then it's going to come back redacted. It would give, would give a missing information. But what's what's in that manifesto now? Had the manifesto like they remember the shooting they had in Buffalo mm -hmm. by a white supremacist? Oh, they released all that information mm -hmm. because it fit their narrative. But this one, because this person was a transgender individual, and they stopped another transgender shooting before the person had the chance to implement what they were trying to do. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting how certain things get released and certain things don't. The one thing that I'm surprised at is why hasn't, I mean, everything gets released by the DOJ. Everything that Trump does, everything's released. Everything a Republican does is released. Everything that from the IRS that goes contrary or it's negative against Republicans is released. Why hasn't the, the names of those who went to the island of Jeffrey S. Epstein yeah. been released? Why hasn't that been fully um, released? So these are issues that it just shows where we're going as a country. And it's going by to the race issue. And I brought this up many, many times. Why is it that... If you look at the educational standard last October, mm -hmm. the national report card coming out of the Department of Education said we dropped 40, we retrenched 40 years in math and reading. Yeah. And you look at the different ethnic groups, like I know Chicago just elected a new mayor, Brandon Johnson. 80% of uh, children in the Chicago Unified School District can't read to grade level yeah there's districts in baltimore not one student can pass the exam for reading and math to a grade level but yet these schools like chicago there's thirty thousand dollars per pupil um, baltimore's up at about twenty two thousand. Mm -hmm. the superintendent for baltimore got a pay raise last year and i would question larry hogan the former republican mayor of uh, maryland he always chastised Ron DeSantis, but I haven't heard him do anything regarding the the, dis, the disparity of education in the, the Baltimore City Excuse me, the Baltimore City School Districts. So uh, Houndin from TikTok, he asked the question, and it says, "Why, uh, why the schools don't teach the real history of the U.S.? So why trust any government?" Well, and that's a good question. I want the real history of the United States, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'll be honest, American history is dark. Mm -hmm. Look how we treated um, the African Americans. The, we had slaves in this country. Look how we treated the Indians, the, Hispa I mean, the Hispanics, the Chinese. But also, there's a good period of American history, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. It wasn't... Um, the people under that time, not everybody was equal, but we're a, an evolving country. We went to a civil war. Without this Constitution, there would have been no, in the Declaration of, the, the Declaration of Independence, mm -hmm. there would have been no Abraham Lincoln. Without Abraham Lincoln, there would have been no Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. My friend, whose father was in the, um, the Army during World War II, he um, went into... A concentration camp. He liberated a concentration camp. Mm -hmm. Was America bad then? So we need to look at the good, the bad, and, the, and teach our children so we understand U.S. history. I love history. Yeah. 
How many people know what the Federalist Papers are? How many people understand what was going on when they transpired to write that Constitution? I read a book about the history of the Constitution, what America was like in 1787, how they had to negotiate and really get down to the weeds to get a House of Representatives, why we got the Senate. Mm-hmm. When they they when originally they wanted proportional representation with the smaller states, they said, hey, we want another representation to, to, to alleviate our concerns so we're not swallowed up by the big states. So there, there was a lot of talk. Uh, I, I believe there's some talk about Walmart pulling out of certain areas. Cities, yeah. I do know there was a, somewhat of a riot in Chicago, or was there just... No, you had about 500, there was like 500 teens last last weekend just mm-hmm. took over this area, and they just were, did, you know, what rioted, mob rule type thing. Mm-hmm. So you had that, you had a flash mob went into a convenience store in Compton, ransacked it. Um, took out thousands of dollars with the material or a, or product, and nothing's done. No one's held accountable. Now the reason why Walmart's pulling out of Hold on, I Chicago- just want to break in real quick. Okay, Eddie Blair said that uh, I have a gifted student who can basically recite the Federalist Papers. Yeah, that is very rare. Well, and I give that student credit. To understand what the Federalist Papers are and to be able to recite it and understand well, it, I get uh, that. Well, to be honest, I don't even know what the Federalist Papers are. <laughs> well, and just for our listeners not to to um, belittle anybody, the Federalist Papers were written by James Madison, John Jay, and um, Alexander Hamilton. And Alexander Hamilton wrote the bulk of it. James Madison wrote the key components, what he was doing. But mm. this was a way to sell the Constitution to the colonies mm-hmm. to say why we needed a federal constitution and why we needed a strong executive um, executive because that was the problem they were they were concerned about but how many people understand what the federalist paper was yeah. as it relates to the US constitution yeah, I I mean, so i commend that student to understand what it was i mean so. if i if you really want to get a little upset with me i don't even know what the federalist papers were until you mentioned it and i'm like what the federalist papers i had no idea well, but see, most I, mean, I know people, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I get that. My but. younger brother was that. He asked me what was the Federalist Paper, but that goes back to our educational yeah. system. We need to teach education, but really teach the core educations. We're to push too much into this woke ideology and not learning the edu- getting kids think about education, whether it's math, science, reading, writing, all the core tangible things. I mean, think about it. Like the state of California, 40% of the students are, are reading to grade level. Yeah. I mean, and the minority communities are worse. That is an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. They should have the same educational opportunities as everybody. And it's kind of ironic. The ones that are big on public schools send their students, their children, to private schools oh. like Joe Biden. Gavin Newsom out in Texas. You should do a TikTok on the Federalist Papers and see how far it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like there was one person on The View. I can't remember. I know her first name is Sunny, whatever. I don't remember her last name. Mm-hmm. She talks about how oppressed she is. She lives in this mega mansion. She went to Notre Dame Law School, which what? is a private school. Her, her daughter, I believe, goes to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's oppressed. But when you push these these issues in these boundaries 
you can see, go back to the original point, Biden is presiding. It looks like a decline in America, and he doesn't want to seem to fix it. He's just double downing, double down on failure of what's going on. So I want to kind of um, maybe interject with something here off uh, I Make Thanks. Okay, Mr. I Make Thanks. Uh, you talk about teaching true history, good and bad, but that's usually called woke ideology. No, it's... I would disagree. I wouldn't say it's woke ideology. It's teach the truth about how our Constitution was founded, what transpired during the Civil War and afterwards. Talk about, like Condoleezza Rice, the former Secretary of State, who grew up in a segregated school in the South, talking mm -hmm. about the Tulsa race riots. What brought that on? What transpired? And how they overcome that? So we need to teach all elements of our national history. Even Martin Luther King Jr., was a strong supporter of America. He just wanted us to go back to the ideals of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And it was interesting, during the Lincoln-Douglas debates in 1858, that was what Abraham Lincoln debated about. Yeah. He goes, Thomas Jefferson was flawed. He supported all men are created equal, but we had slaves. And what Abraham Lincoln was champion is at that time more Bibles were were um, published at any time in U.S. history. So he said, if all men are created equal and we're equal under God's, I mean, under God's eyes, why are some free and some not? Why is this person free but not that person? Yeah. Gets people thinking. That's all we're supposed to do with history is get people thinking. Well, trying to go back to uh, Chicago, I mean, I do know there was Walmart that uh, pulled out of a major area, of a major area and the community kind of, was more of a backlash against it. But the reason why Walmart pulled out was because they couldn't sustain the loss or the the theft of the theft. But yet it was that community that was stealing from that Walmart. Well, but see, that's the problem they had for decades. The inner city said we need to have these box stores come in so we have better choices. Now, Walmart pulled out of Chicago. You had Whole Foods what just set up in San Francisco only just a year ago mm -hmm. pulled out because they said we can't sustain these these millions of dollars in losses. You look at CVS and Walgreens, a month ago they said the same thing. We've got to pull out. You look at some of these stores, everything is locked up. Uh -huh. Now, will things change? Okay, so like we had the whole Bud Light thing going on where – the, the con consumer did not agree with one of Bud Light's decisions. Correct. And they showed it by not purchasing any of the products or any products associated with it. Is there a way to reverse that where um, if corporations aren't liking the structure of what the state is doing, they can just be like, okay, like, uh, so CVS doesn't agree with something that, that's happening in, say, California. They're like, okay, no more CVS is in here. Or... Can it be like, um, you know, Oregon, where there's... Oh, like REI pulled out of the city of Oregon. Yeah. I mean, out of the city of Portland. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of that. Couldn't corporations kind of just do that? Be like, so sorry, Charlie, we're out of here. No, corporations are beholden to their shareholders. They have to look at their bottom line. Unlike government can run deficits, except for in the cities and states, but the federal government can run a deficit. Corporations can't do that. They have to look at their bottom line. And one of the things like Bud Light and just like what Disney faced, they're beholden to their shareholders. Now, they have a fiduciary responsibility to maximize the profits for mm -hmm. their shareholders. That's who they ultimately report to. 
So the corporations see we can't keep sustaining these losses. So and they tried everything. We put security, we put this and that. So it's costing them more and more. So the corporations are moving out. Yeah. But what about the small businesses? They can't just pick up and move. So you're going to hit the these communities are getting plummeted now. No, but I, I don't think sm I think small businesses are less of a target because um, you can. I mean, Walmart is a bigger entity. Correct. So there could be more going on. And it's also the state's rules or regulations that are saying, okay, you could steal up to this much, but we're not going to do anything until you break Correct, the, that, break that, this, that, you know, until you go over this. A mom and pop store, you know, they're going to defend their goods because they know that the cops aren't going to come anyway. So they're, they would probably use other means to protect True, their True, but I mean, okay, here's an example. Store. I work at a law enforcement supply company. Yep, not a cop. Okay, not a okay. Twice in the last six months, we've been broken into. Now, they didn't steal anything because we have an alarm system and we lock up our, our weapons. Because okay. you're good at your job. Okay, but we lock up our weapons. But here's the thing. They break the window. That costs a couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. They didn't take anything, but that means our insurance goes up because this is twice in the last six months. Yeah. So we have to do some – we have to spend a little bit more to prevent these in the future. So let's say you're a small business. They break your window. It costs a couple thousand dollars repair. They come in and steal product. That means you you can call your insurance company. That means your insurance goes up. So inadvertently, costs go up for small business, and it get to a point you have to alleviate. Well, you have more stuff going out than coming in. You can only sustain that over time. Yeah. And a lot of times, these small businesses in these communities especially if an area becomes depressed, like in Portland or Los Angeles, San Francisco, less people stop going. Portland is losing a lot of tourism. San Francisco, you have conventions. I know the Moscone Convention Center down in San Francisco, a lot of um, big companies don't want to have their conventions there because they don't like the violence. You can't walk out to see the community, go out to you know shop, go down to, like say, Fisherman's Wharf, or the other places because you're afraid of the homelessness, the violence, and things like that. So you stop, you start to lose money more than your gain. And this is going to detrimentally hurt those who can least afford it. It makes the inner city individuals can't go to a supermarket or go to a Target or Walmart and get more variety at a reasonable price. That means they have to drive or commute further. Some of them may not have cars or have the ability to commute, mm -hmm. especially like if you're older, you're limited on your ability to move to get to those items. And this hurts the community that, that they intend to help. So I was watching uh, TikTok about the uh, electric car movement, and they were talking about how to make trucks, you need like a certain amount of batteries that's almost totaling the weight of like six cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the just to recharge or charge like a certain amount of trucks, say like eight, it would cost uh, the amount of energy they would need to supply for those vehicles is more than um, like a quarter of what it takes to make those vehicles. Well, here's the other thing. And then there's the unintended consequences. Let's say you could have electric trucks.
but the cost is so expensive. What you're going to phase out or force out is the small trucks who can't spend all that money for these um, for these new vehicles. Then, if you're a, um, a long haul trucker or let's say interstate trucker, you got to fuel up. So you go into these truck stations, and let's say it takes 30 minutes to to charge your truck. Mm-hmm. Well, you got other trucks who need the same thing. Yeah. And then you got to position, you got to do your due diligence to find out all the trucking stations that have the capacity to charge your truck. Yeah. Now, for a, a trucking company, for interstate truckers, you got a certain amount of time to get from point A to point B. And then you got all the federal regulations when you can drive, when you can't drive. Well, this is going to hurt small business because if truckers have to charge their vehicle at a specific time to reach their destination, you may not get the items you need. So this is really going to hurt small business. And then the question is, where do you get all the key um, rare earth minerals to go into those batteries? Well, China. China. So and we're if, going to war with them, but they'll give if us If you look at the history of um, America, I'm not saying I'm going to equate this, one of the reasons Japan attacked Pearl Harbor is because prior to that, the United States cut off all oil shipment to Japan because of their war in China. Mm-hmm. At the time, Japan, or even currently, Japan has no natural resources. Okay. So when we, they only had a 30-day supply of oil left, so they needed that American oil. So when we cut them off, they made they this only option is to go to war. And how that work out for them? Yeah. Okay. But what if China just says, America, we're gonna we're gonna charge you more, or we're gonna cut you off? Well, under a different administration, I I think they'd just be like, all right, forget you. Because but right now, isn't China kind of beholden to the U.S. because a lot of their economy and a lot of their products are being bought by Americans? So True. But so all- if we were just like, hey, China, we're cutting you off, and America has to go maybe somewhere else to look for their cheap crap, I think China would be like, well, hold on here, let's let's talk. I mean, because I think that's what the previous, I think that's what the previous administration was what, trying to. What he was trying, trying to, do. to do is bring the supply chains back to America. Yeah. But the other thing people have to look at: our fiscal house is a, an abysmal state. China owns a lot of the the financing of our federal debt, mm-hmm. so they could. I mean, we're mutually tied to each other for different reasons. But remember, our fiscal house is a disaster. We're thirty-one trillion dollars in debt, and President. I mean, both Republicans and Democrats contributed to this. Mm-hmm. But right now, since he's in the current occupant of the White House, the Democrats and even under Joe Biden. Don't, haven't submitted anything to reduce our debt. The latest budget that President Biden um, submitted to Congress last month re, uh, wants to spend another six tr- uh, trillion dollars, and he would add another nineteen trillion over ten years to the federal debt. Yeah. So that is not helping us out in all this, and that further erodes the decline of America when you are not strong economically or fiscally sound as we once c- can be. All right, John. So if they want to get a hold of us, how can they go ahead and do so? You can get a hold of us by going to John I mean going to Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. Check us out on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also obviously TikTok. You can check us out on all the podcast streaming sites like Apple, Lipson, um, um, 
Spotify. We're all there. Let us know what you think. Keep following us. Let everybody know because we're going to try to do this every day. Mm-hmm. So because there's a lot of issues to talk, it's hard to confine it to just one 34 or 40 minute segment. So we'd like your support. Thanks for the comments. But um, I'd like to turn the time back over to Joe to tell him the on his podcast and what he's involved with. Uh, so we have All American Gunslingers. It's a little bit. It's completely opposite of this uh, this podcast. Uh, you can listen to us curse, uh, talk a bunch of stuff about other people. You can hear us t- uh, review whiskey, and we will talk guns. So uh, you can listen to us at All American Gunslingers on all social media platforms. You can also uh, get ready. We're getting a site built right now, allamericangunslingers.com. And, you know, uh, just keep an eye out for that. And it'll be a one stop shop for guns, uh, instructing, uh, gun work, gunsmithing, and also this podcast. So we will talk to you guys then. Yeah. Keep following you, Baldy Reports, till next Wednesday at 7 30 Eastern Standard Time. We'll be doing the podcast, so keep following your Baldy Reports. Till then, keep following your Baldy Reports.